Que pasa, One Leg Faders? Today we have a special guest, Corey, the Jehovah's Mistress, and she wants to tell her side the story of how B. Triach was really born in Toronto's episode amendments. We also say goodbye to the Mavs fan favorite, J.J. Barea. And why is Mooneypedia so cheap? But first, a quick sponsor spot from Anchor.fm. Hey, Dallas Maverick nerds. Time for the podcast that you didn't ask for. This is One Leg Faded with your hosts, Munoz and Toronto. You guys sound like a law firm. This is so stupid. Just record what you're supposed to record. Come on. And you can take that with you. How's it going, One Leg Faders? I'm Mooneypedia. I know everything about nothing and nothing about everything. We have Ken Diesel and our intern Corey, aka Stankfoot, in the house. What an idiot! Oh, what a loser! What's up, guys? Are y'all faded? No. You're not faded? Huh? What are you drinking? I'm drinking water. I've got a big day tomorrow. A big day tomorrow. Uh oh. Big day. The show's called One Leg Faded. That's the whole purpose of the show, to get faded. And the last two weeks, you're not drinking anything. Is this the week that we fired Dirtbag? It might be. It might be. The, the first job you ever get fired for not drinking. Yeah. Me of all yeah. people. Yeah. Last week it was, what, a Coke? <laughs> he was drinking Coke. This week it's water. And then last week... Well, it's purified water. <laughs> and then last week he said one thing, dirty dancing. That's all he said in the whole podcast. Yeah, the dirty dancing. He contributed one word to the entire show. <laughs> Two words, dirty dancing. Well, my mic was down all the way. We figured uh, that out. Well, That's my fault. I think we might have to fire him. I mean, he's our intern, so we're not paying him. So we might just put him on probation <laughs> or something. I'd say put him on probation. I'll take that. Let's give him Let's give him one more show. Probation. One show. All right, let's do it. Yeah. You mess you're up probation. You're on probation, dirtbag. I'll take it. All right. Today, we have a special guest who will join us later in our show. Her name is Corey, a.k.a. the Jehovah's Mistress. And she wants to tell her side of how Beatrice really was born into existence. Because last week, Alan, the Arlington Einstein, said he had a certain way that he thought Beatrice was brought into existence, but uh, she called me two days the other screaming, saying, no, that was all wrong. He had a lot of mushrooms in college, so we can't really <laughs> we can't really fault him for that. And I was actually going to do a, a, a Toronto's episode amendments today, you know, because I remember the story different from the way that you told it to me, but I mean, you're going to hear it directly from the horse's mouth, so I'm glad that Corey's going to come on today and uh, tell her side of the story. Nice. We are so excited to have her on, but this week's podcast is going to be a little tough because we all have heavy hearts in the Mavs community due to the loss of one of our Mavs fan favorites, J.J. Barrera. And I know Kenny has a lot to say about it, especially about the dribbling Rican, but I want to start off by saying one thing. It's so hard. To say goodbye to JJ. All right, stop. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear that. It's so hard to say goodbye to JJ. We just lost half our listeners. That's the worst voice I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, right. It's man. terrible. Yeah, man. So we lost we lost our guy, man. We we kind of you know saw it coming, the writing on the wall. I thought that maybe they were gonna keep him around as, you know, the twelfth guy on the bench, you know, the the glue of the locker room, a mentor to uh to Luca. You know, also had a little bit of a feeling that, you know, he might not make the final roster because, you know, it's a it's a youthful team, you know, for the first time in in a long time, we have a very, very youthful roster. Um, so, you know, there's a, there, there's plenty of guards and uh, he was going to be the odd man out. It sucks. 
But hey, man, he had a good run with us. You know, I love the streak and reeking. Mm-hmm. I'm a streak and reeking. You know, the he's the first NBA player that's Puerto Rican that actually has done. So there's been a couple of others. I mean, Carlos Arroyo and and uh, and uh, a couple of others, but he's the one that actually you know sticks out because he's an NBA champion. Mm-hmm. And not only is he an NBA champion, he's an NBA champion for the only championship that the Dallas Mavericks ever had. So I want you to go back in time, Mike. Go back to 2011 and think back to Game 5, June 9th, 2011, Game 5. So they put him into the starting lineup actually in Game 4, but that was a, a tough game for the Mavs. We we dropped that one 86 to 83. It was a defensive struggle. But then in Game 5 on June 9th, the Dallas Mavericks exploded for 112 points. And when I say exploded, I mean that because every other game, it was 84 to 92, 95 to 93, 88 to 86, 86 to 83, like a defensive struggle, you know, for four games. And then all of a sudden, JJ goes off in game five and he comes up with a solid, solid 17 points, put him into the starting lineup. They didn't know what to do with him. Miami was. Do you remember how confused oh, yeah. Miami was? They had, they had no, no idea how to guard him. him. Yeah, he, I remember he would. They put him in, and he was just driving by everyone. Yeah, every single person they put him on, he just drove by him. Pick and roll with him and Dirk, and he was going in and scoring. Him and Dirk ran the pick and roll to oh, to perfection. Oh, so nice. Um, the only people that ran the pick and roll better than Dirk and uh, Barea was was uh, Jason Terry mm, yeah. and and Dirk, obviously. But man, JJ. He would keep his dribble alive and he would back all the way up to half court and then get a running start and he was gone. And, you know, finishing at the rim, left hand, right hand, and ones, hitting timely threes. I mean, the guy was the guy was incredible. So, you know, his career stats are really not that high. I don't think he has double digits in any category, not even not even scoring, you know, because he played limited minutes off the bench. But in the finals, when it mattered the most, he came up big. For game five, we win that game. We go up three two. And then you go to game six in, on June 12th. And again, he's in the starting lineup. Dallas Mavericks get over 100 points, 105 points that game. My man, J.J. Barea scores 15 big points there. I mean, what can you say about the guy? I mean, incredible. 5'10". Yeah, right. That guy's probably like 5'8", 5'9". You know, I mean, he is a tiny dude out there in a, in a world of giants just doing whatever whatever he wants to do. So... You know, I, I, I'm going to miss him, man. But like Dirk, he'll be back. I think he'll be on the coaching staff. And then Dirk will be, you know, in the front office for sure. What is yeah. your favorite memory from uh, from J.J. Barea? He, I think he left from Minnesota, got paid, got the big box. Then he came back. And I remember him coming in that first game when they brought him in. Uh, how the fans just jumped up. It was a home game. I don't know if they brought him in on the road game first, but I remember they brought him in on that home game, the first home game. And all the fans were just up, cheering, screaming, loving it. I mean, every single person loved JJ. I mean, I don't blame him. He went to go get some money. He got paid, I think, like $35 million. I would do the same thing. So he went and came back. And I still remember that day. And I was pumped when he came out. I'm sure you were too. He came out and, my man, I felt all those, those hairs pop. Not on the top of my head because I'm ball headed, but in the back of my neck, they were popping up. And I just remember that. I don't remember really what he scored because I'm not a big stats guy. I just remember how I felt. I felt great. I felt awesome. I felt excited. I could see all the excitement in the arena. And even when I went to the games and he would come in and score, I would get excited. When he'd hit those big threes all the time, he'd always hit big threes in a game. He always brought energy every single time he came in. And I always remember numerous games he would do that. 
There's not one big memory that I have of him that I can think of. I just remember all the times he came in to just give us energy. I remember, and this was probably like five years ago. I think it was actually five years ago. It was right before Christmas, 2015. So that's when he had, you know, he had, he had first come back to the Mavericks after being in Minnesota for a couple of years. We played a game against uh, Brooklyn and he scored 32 points on that when it was an overtime game and he was carrying the team, you know, so it was good to have him back and, you know, actually getting meaningful minutes on that game when they when they really needed him, you know, so that's one of my favorite memories. <laughs> Obviously, the relief efforts, the things that he did for Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria was tremendous. You know, he's uh, a humanitarian, a, a hero of the Puerto Rican people. And I, I think most importantly, uh, he actually uh, married the uh, Miss, po- Miss Universe Puerto Rico. So he <laughs> married oh, yeah. a, a beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she's all taller than him and everything, but he, she's, uh, she's pretty good. She's pretty good looking. So uh, uh, good job, JJ. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because I was telling my wife, he retired and he had a little press conference. I think yesterday I saw on Twitter and he sort of with tear-eyed. He was, he was crying a little bit. My wife's like, don't give me that. That guy won a championship. He's an NBA basketball player. He's made $35 million and he has one of the hottest wives in the universe of Puerto Rico. So I don't feel bad for him. I was like, yeah, I, I get you. It's like, so don't give me that. He's fine. I mean, he, but I go, he was teared up because, you know, it's emotional. Did you see that on Twitter when he, he did a little press conference? He, he talked about everything, got a little teared up about the Mavs fans. You always think that you're going to go into those situations and, you know, you're going to be fine. But when you're in those situations, like, you know your emotions kind of take over you know you've ever been in a you know in a uh in a situation like that i, I remember you know when uh when my kids were born right i'm like oh, okay well this is gonna be cool and i'm gonna be in the in the there but the whole emotion of the whole experience mm. and then you just kind of lose your you lose your s all of a sudden you know mm. like what the hell's wrong with me and then as you get older you have no fear as a as a young guy right in your teenage right. years yeah. your 20 years but when you have kids all of a sudden you have fear all the time you yeah. know what i mean so uh, those emotions just kind of take over and, 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 and you think you can control it. But when you get in those situations, uh, there's there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I'm going to miss that dude. I'm going to miss that dude a lot. Um, but I expect him to be back with the man. And hey, kudos to Mark Cuban. Oh, I was about to he bring knew, it up. He knew yeah. he was going to cut him. Oh, yeah. And he paid him, you know, $2.5 million as a thank you. Yeah, going away gift. There's your thank you Christmas card. $2.5 yes. million. I mean, that's class yeah. act right there. Also on Twitter, uh, how many basketball players, like Isaiah Thomas, other players are like, man, that is a true, that is a true owner, man. Just sh- get, you know, giving it props to him, showing him, giving him like a thank you, like appreciate everything you did for us. Here goes a little $2.5 million. I mean, I wish, I, I wish my job would do that. Give me two point five million and fire me. I mean, I'll, I'll take I would take two thousand. Fire me, man. But man, that's amazing. Well, you know, uh, Mark Cuban. Even though the pandemic hit and they're not playing games in in uh, the American Airlines Center and they don't have concessions and they don't have parking, he's still paying all his people. Oh yeah. Even though they're not working, he's still paying everybody. So he's gonna lose, you know, ten million, twenty million dollars. Yeah, he said hundred million dollars last year. And then this year going into this season, because they're, they're they're at least playing at the American Airlines Center, but they're not going to have fans initially. Eventually, hopefully, yeah. you know, now that the vaccine and everything is out, hopefully in a, in a, in a couple of months, they'll start having, you know, fans again. But uh, man, a class act. That's why I love Mark Cuban, man. Yeah. That guy just takes care of his people. And when you're a billionaire, you figure that more people would be like, that way. But you think about like... Amazon, right? Amazon, yeah, I got it. Crap, yeah. Those those poor people that work in those warehouses, the ones that ship all these wonderful things to your house, they make like eleven bucks an hour. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And this dude ridiculous. is like the richest guy in the yeah. planet, and, and, yeah. and and got all the money in the world. 
and not his people that. are are struggling for you know to survive. Yeah, not only that is uh, we have we have Amazon, uh, which everyone does. We also have Alexa, and so my daughter went on there and said, "Hey, if you like to order Alexa music, just say yes." And my daughter is like, "Yes," so they ordered it. So that happened yesterday. So we're on trying to get it taken off, and it was a 14-day trial. Not only could I not do it through Alexa, not only could I not do it through the Alexa app, not only could I not do it through Amazon app, they made me go all the way to Amazon.com, go through like seven different steps. It took us about 30 minutes just to cancel this damn thing. And my wife's like, this is why I hate Jeff. He makes us go through this whole thing and and just to cancel a damn order. The guy makes billions of dollars. He should make it like one, one step, like cancel it and it's done. Guy makes billions of dollars. He's still trying to get us money, hoping we won't, you know, cancel that subscription. Man, we were so mad, man. But he's not like Mark Cuban. Now, of course, he's not. No, not at all. For a long time, the, the Mavericks struggled. The big free agents just don't come here. But now with Luca, and then with things like this, I mean, the, the word gets out. You know, oh, yeah. hey JJ, you need to do a humanitarian effort. Here's my jet. Go to Puerto Rico as many times as you need, and take supplies to those people that are that are struggling. My family. You know, I had family over there that lost everything. They lost their house, they lost their car, they lost their business, you know? So that was great, right? And then, you know, you have a situation, you know, where there's a pandemic and, you know, people don't know how they're going to eat. They don't know how they're going to pay their bills. He continues to pay them. I think the the worm is going to turn. I think Fergie Angels are going to see how great it is here. Plus, you have Luca. The Mavericks organization is always like a, a class act. So I think that that's going to turn you know, I predict next season we're going to have another superstar join the mix oh, yeah. and we're going to have like a big three plus our young core and uh, great days to come. Um, but, you know, we got off on a tangent there. I want to say streak and reeking, my man. Hey, we're going to miss you, dude. Maybe I get to meet my guy one of these days. But uh, no, solid dude. Uh, JJ, champion forever. He'll be uh, he'll be missed. Yeah, I remember you you loved him so much that you were cheering for the Puerto Rican team when they were playing the when they were playing the Dream Team. You were cheering for Puerto Rico, and I think they beat the Dream Team. Well, that was back before JJ was playing, but I did. I, of course, yeah, was he I on did the that. team when they I beat mean, him? I remember. So Puerto Rico was the first team that ever beat the Dream to Team. Beat the Dream Team, yeah. And uh, that LeBron was on that Dream Team. Dwayne Wade was on that Dream Team. Tim Duncan was on that Dream Team. And I was so happy because I hate all three of those guys. But Puerto Rico was the first <laughs> to ever beat the Americans when uh, when they started having the pros in the uh, in the Olympic team. So I have a big uh, I have a big old frame poster that my dad gave me, and it's got the win on there. And Carlos Arroyo went off that game, so I was pretty solid. Oh, nice. Well, JJ wasn't on that team. No, though. he was still too young. He wasn't quite okay. he wasn't quite there. He was still at uh, at Northeastern. Um, so uh, he uh, he uh, he wasn't quite old enough to be on that team. One memory I have of JJ was when he, he was in the D League before they brought him up. Do you remember? Like every time I looked, he was scoring like forty-two points, forty points, like thirty-eight. Oh, he was I was like, who is this guy? Well, you know, in the NBA, he could have actually scored a lot more oh, yeah. if he would have got you know big minutes yeah. or, or starter minutes. You know, he just never got that opportunity because he was playing behind um, you know guards that were better than him. You know, he was playing behind. Jason Kidd, he was playing behind Jason Terry. One thing I can say is when I first saw JJ, I knew who he was. I mean, obviously, I, you know, being from Puerto Rico and, and everything, but I went to a Maverick game and I had pretty good seats that game. Did you know that fool could dunk? Like he could dunk like easy. Like he was doing, he would bounce the ball off the ground and he would catch <laughs> it and dunk it. I'm like, what the oh, hell? Doing that? That's just the NBA, man. Those guys are just super, super talented. Man. So even these tiny guys, 
that you think can't jump, they get up there and they dunk it like it's nothing. You know, you said he's like 5'11", but he's really like 5'8". That's sort of like you. You say you're 5'7", but you're really like 5'3", 5'2 and a half. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, you man. like him so much. I, I am 5'7". On a good day. Well, we're going to miss you, JJ. We're going to miss you so much, man. But you'll be back. I believe you'll be back helping us coach and doing something. I believe he'll go make some money real quick somewhere. Someone will pay him some money, and I hope they do. He plays for a little bit, and then he'll be back here on the coaching squad. That's what I think. For sure. All right. Well, we're going to take a little quick break, and when we get back, we'll introduce our friend Corey, and then we'll get on to the B-Trit story. Hey, One Leg Faders, this is your boy Toronto, and today I want to talk to you about WGW Media. Have you ever been to a wedding or a party where the DJ was playing all the wrong music and no one was dancing? With WGW Media's DJ and MC services, you don't got to worry about all that. With over 15 years in the game, WGW Media can do bar mitzvahs, weddings, quinceañeras, divorce parties, or whatever event you want to celebrate. WGW Media provides a professional MC and an outstanding DJ to get the party hopping, and they guarantee to get your guests off their chairs and onto the dance floor. Do you like Top 40, reggaeton, country, 90s hip-hop, salsa, or a mix of everything? Well, WGW can make it happen. Please go to WGWmedia.com for a free quote or call 469-554-8606 today. Okay, now joining us all the way from Matthew McConaughey's homeland of Austin, Texas. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We have Corey Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, Corey Riverdale. We have Corey, a special guest, a.k.a. the Jehovah's Mistress, <laughs> a.k.a. the Harry Potter head scratcher. <laughs> AKA the Puerto Rican pork chop. <laughs> Give it up for Corey, everyone. Yay. Yay. Are you faded? That's the first question we always ask everyone. Yes. Yes. I've started yes. at 5.30. It's way past my bedtime already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're basically asleep. So it's 11. Y'all don't know because it's on a podcast, but it's 11.15. So it's almost six hours of drinking. So everyone's drinking except for Corey Actually, again. I Corey's bad. drinking now water I'm drinking over here. Some All right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I got some rum running through me. I feel better now. Are you like trying to get a tan on your face or something? Let's go. Why's your, oh, so why's your screen so bright? Look like you're standing yeah, in front of the sun. White. I am. I've got three screens. <laughs> I don't know how to turn them down. The translucent loser. Hey, uh, the reason we brought on uh, Corey today is because we have a Toronto episode amendment. Oh, now it's time for Toronto's episode amendments. Damn, man. Can't believe we forgot about that part. And she's going to tell the real story of how BHS and Triaches was actually uh, created. So uh, uh, the floor is yours. Take it away. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I heard the episode where Alan B. Triach was explaining where that whole name came <laughs> from. And he was... 100% completely wrong. <laughs> yes. So, this is the <laughs> real story. Um, <laughs> Mike and I, I had a roommate named Deanna, and we lived in Montrose. And what's Montrose to the people that only went to junior college that never made it to AM? <laughs> <laughs> Houston, oh, Houston. In Houston. Oh, okay. Downtown area. It's a cool area in Houston. Ooh. Okay. Um, or it was. I don't know. I don't live there anymore. But um, yeah. So we shared a, a, a apartment, and um, my friend was an RN. She was studying to be an RN, and so Mike and I would hang out all day in this apartment and do nothing but drink and smoke and just have a good time and. 
she would be working all the time and it was it was pretty uh, you know impressive i don't know how she did it and she would work like the seven to seven hours like 7 a.m to seven yeah. yeah yeah the 12 hour shifts it was crazy but so we're so stupid and hanging around doing nothing so we're talking to her one day and she's like yeah i work in the triage and mike and i never heard that word before and we didn't understand we thought <laughs> she was playing with us or something and so of course he immediately says oh yeah in the triage <laughs> and so from that moment on it has went to in the triage and then it went to B in the tree and then somehow <laughs> Alan started B triage and that's it it's all because we didn't understand a word that meant an emergency room apparently yeah <laughs> I think it's a yeah. it. <laughs> it. it. waiting room I think I remember she came she came back we're like you're working yeah I work in the triage like you're a b to the triage <laughs> <laughs> every time she came back because there goes a b so <laughs> those words time. go together so perfectly and i don't know how the I hell those, why it makes so much sense that those work you know so well but when we lived in the apartment me mike and and, and dirtbag so dirtbag remember mike uh dirtbag developed like tourette's he would be cooking eggs and he'd be like and just tritches and then he'd be walking he'd be walking through the apartment and just to himself he'd be muttering just Tritches, and then he'd be sleeping on the couch, and he'd be dreaming because he'd be a Tritches. That's all he said all the time. He's like, yeah, Tourette. Yeah, I remember that. And you know why, T Corey? Tell him the story of how you heard the B Tritches. Yeah, I heard. I heard a com kind of the same, but the, the way I heard it, I, I went with uh, Mike over to Alan's house at, at the time, and Mike was playing the drums, and Alan is playing the keyboard. And I just met Alan. And I barely met Mike, so we're over there, and then Mike starts playing drums. And they're like, hey, do you do you want to play a musical instrument? And I was like, I, I don't really have any talent. So <laughs> they gave, gave me some Morocco's. And I'm just over there. And then so Mike starts playing drums. Alan's on the keyboards. And then they start like singing. So I could tell that this is something they do all the time. And it's like, bitches and tritches. Bitches and tritches. Bitches and tritches. Bitches. And I'm over here shaking oh, these Morocco's. He was so bad at it. <laughs> And I started going bitches and trenches. And then I was just going along. And I was, afterwards, I said, Mike, what, what's going on? Who is B Triach? Who, who is this guy? <laughs> and then he told me that his sister, Yvette, was pregnant in the hospital. And Mike was there. He went to get a nurse. And he couldn't find anybody. And he grabbed just a nurse passing by and, and said, hey, I can't get anybody to help me. This lady's being really rude. And, well, she was like, oh, yeah, she's just a bitch in a triage. And Mike was like... A, a what? Because you know he can't pronounce anything. A what did you say? A bitch in a, in a tritch? What? So that that's how it became to me. That's the story I heard. So basically, it's folklore. Yeah. The, the real story. Oh, yeah. The real story may never really come no, out. No, it's all folklore. It's all different stories. And well, it's an imaginary friend. Yeah. It's an imaginary friend. So who cares the original story? Because right. it's all. And, all and back anyway. to the, the the playing the instruments. This guy, we gave him the easiest instruments to play maracas, and he was so <laughs> maracas. <laughs> I mean, that's even easier than ringing a bell. Saying B-triets and B-s and triches. And then Alan, we just started rapping it. So in a way, Alan's sort of right because we came up with it first. And then I started rapping in college after that. And then he first heard of it while we were rapping. But that's not where it came from. That's not where it was born. Right, right. You created B-triage, but 
Corey created. Yeah, and then when we used to play, when we used to play PlayStation, <laughs> you would create your own character, and he, he would always make the quarterback be triage. And then remember, he was faster than everybody, yeah, and stronger than everybody. I made him hundred and everything. I made him left handed number one, and he would destroy everyone. Uh, yeah, so that's so we don't know where it's a folklore. We don't know where the hell it came from. It could have been from anywhere. Well, it's, it's all we know, where it, we know where it came from. from. Yeah. Me and you and Deanna, that's where it came that's right. from. That's right. Yeah. That's your that's your story, and you're sticking to right. it, right? That's right. It's happened. It's, it's, it's well, the not truth. only Deanna, because she didn't really and, like it, because we kept calling her a bitch in a tree all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why she didn't yeah, like it. Busy, <laughs> and Mike, it, it's folklore, not folklore. Oh, that's a folklore. Yeah, that's why I couldn't pronounce a triage. It's actually a triage. But I would always say triage. I was like, what the hell? Tri I, and did, did you hear what he just did? He said, I couldn't pronounce triage. He actually said it right, saying he couldn't say it right. <laughs> He can't even say it wrong incorrectly. What an idiot. Uh, this, guy, this guy's vocabulary is a disaster. You know what? I even called Deanna to ask her if she remembered just to have a second, you know, person, <laughs> a witness to this. And she was like, yeah, I remember y'all, you know, being around all day doing nothing. But um, <laughs> she remembers the whole triage thing. And she remembers us going to the ER one time, you and I, and waiting for her. And the whole time you were just saying, be in the triage, like the whole time in the waiting room. And she was so embarrassed. And I was like, what? I don't, see, everyone has other stories. I don't remember that. I don't remember ever going to the ER. Oh, I don't remember either. I'm sure we needed to, but that wasn't. I don't remember that. I'm sure, yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, I don't remember. There's a lot of stories I don't remember. People tell me stories all the time. I'm like, what? I don't remember doing that. She said, "Are y'all gonna talk about the windmill?" Oh yeah, we've already talked. We've already talked about that before. She knows the windmill. You know, I don't want to hear windmill. about the windmill. <laughs> we pull out. She, told her, she knows that too. <laughs> that was a fan favorite, a party favorite. Oh, uh, I bet it made everyone laugh. I don't know why. And you know why I switched it with you, Corey? And the reason I do this all the time. I told you the story of my sister because you didn't know Corey or Deanna or any of my other friends. So would have, you'd have been like, okay. But if I switched it to my sister, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's funny. So that's the reason why I think <laughs> I no just yeah. totally switched it what if, to a different story. It's for no reason. Well, to make it where you would sort of understand in a way, like, okay. So you'd sort of pay attention. So I don't know. That's why I switched it. So Corey, we met like in what, 1997, 98 or something like that? Is that right? Like 97, 98? I mean, y'all were just going into college. Yeah, so graduated in 95, so that's probably right. Yeah, because you graduated in 95. You met Annie at TCJC, and yeah. that was like your first year in school. I met her and hit on her or whatever, and she invited us to a party at, I believe, her house, and y'all were there, and that's when I first met you. So we show up. And before I get there, she tells me, oh, by the way, we're all we're all Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. So they were all Jehovah's Witnesses. I didn't know that. So uh, R.I.P. Selena, did you celebrate? Did you light a candle? Great. She what? was Jehovah's Witness? Yeah, that's why she died. What? <laughs> what? She died because she wasn't allowed to get a blood transfusion because the Jehovah's Witnesses aren't allowed to get blood transfusions. And that's why she they could, if she was allowed to have a blood transfusion, that she would have lived. Oh, my God. I, didn't, I had no idea. That's crazy. I didn't know yeah. that. I had no idea. Yeah. I never mentioned that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, Jennifer Lopez is too busy shaking her ass. They don't have time to explain details like that. They thought it was shaking. When you're a Jehovah's Witness, you hear about every celebrity Jehovah's Witness. Like, oh, did you know Trump? Uh, not sorry, uh, Prince. Did you know that uh, Michael Jackson? You knew all of those, but I've never heard Selena. Oh, yeah. Selena was a Jehovah's Witness. Who was a Jehovah's Witness celebrity? Prince. Uh, Michael Jackson, Michael obviously. Jackson? Uh, Serena Williams. Serena Williams? What? She what? is. I mean, they. she is. I guess the other two were, but she is. 
So when we when we showed up at our house, Kenny, she's like, "Yeah, we don't go to parties, we don't go to school, we don't drink or nothing." We I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> no, you went to homeschool. <laughs> no, no, no. You said in high school, y'all went to homeschool. Yeah, we said. did. We did. We did go to yeah. homeschool. Sorry. Homeschool. I don't know that much about Jehovah's Witness. Is that the religion that y'all have? Like, go to heaven in a spaceship and have to wear Nikes? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's Adidas, not Nike. Oh, okay. Oh man. Hey, uh, Corey, are you are you full Puerto Rican or are you kind of just a sort of Rican? One hundred percent born in Puerto Rico. Oh, what whoa. town were you born in? San Juan. Now everybody that's fake Puerto Rican always says they're born in San Juan. It says it on my birth certificate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm born Puerto Rican from San Juan. Well, we got two Puerto Ricans on the show. That's amazing. What do you call... I don't have a joke with two Puerto Ricans. Anybody know a joke with two Puerto Ricans? I don't have one. What, what do you call when two Puerto Ricans play basketball? I don't know. Juan on Juan. <laughs> Instead of one on one, oh my god, that's a. How are you Mexican? Have never heard that joke. Oh, I heard that one Mexican. Yeah, I heard that with Mexicans. How come you've never heard that different. joke? I heard the. How do? What do you call two Mexicans playing basketball one on one? I didn't know it was the same with Puerto Rico. I was just telling me something different. But anyways, we went up to their house and we had a great time partying. That's actually where she met her husband. That's right. John Izell for the first time. Me, John Izell, and Eric. AKA Dr. and Bowden went up there. All three of us went up there, and that's how she met John Azell for the first time. Then he left for like six months. She didn't get to see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first and last time I saw him. And then he came back and, and lived with us. Yeah, we've been married. Shack. We'll be married 20 years in June. Damn. Oh, nice. Congrats. Congrats. I'll tell you a little story. So she was Jehovah's Witness, and then they came down to they came down to AM, right? And they were hanging out. And we we had all these magazines everywhere, like, you know. Playgirl, I mean, not Playgirl. <laughs> we play oh, no, 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 no. Well, that's a Freudian slip. You for sure had Playgirl. <laughs> we, we, you always had Playgirl when the girls come by. They're like, oh, oh really, guys? Right. I, I never did that. That, that. that always works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah we have a magazine yeah. of guys that are way better looking and better body than me yeah, lying exactly. around. Yeah. yeah, so we had all these magazines. We had like Playboy and we had, well, we had the dirtier ones like Hustler and stuff like that all around. And there was one just laying there and Corey picked one up and she's like what is this what is this and she started screaming like what is this oh my god what is this and i was like what and she's pointing at this guy's <laughs> private area down here and she's like she's like what's wrong with it that's messed up and i was like what are you talking about and she's like his balls are on the bottom they're supposed to be at the top i'm like what are you talking about she's like i know no, they're supposed no. to be at the top is that jehovah's witness males do they have it inverted yeah, no true. no what happened was the only private thing they saw was a guy sent them gave them a picture it was a close-up of a guy upside down doing a handstand of a penis <laughs> and so she saw the balls at the top and so the whole time she thought the balls were at the top <laughs> and she was in shock do you remember that wow. God, i can't believe you remember that well anything oh. any, anything wiener related mike's gonna remember <laughs> that was pretty crazy That's that story is absolutely 100% true. <laughs> is Mike the only person ever to call his wiener the helicopter? Because I don't think anybody else has the ability that Mike has, that special ability. <laughs> so they call windmill. Him. Yeah, the windmill, the helicopter. The windmill, no the, the windmill yeah, helicopter. I'm, I'm the only one. I will die with the only person that's ever called his private area a windmill or a helicopter you don't just call it that you back it up i do back yeah. it up i do back i haven't done that in years though i'm old it might snap off i'm so old now <laughs> i don't think so uh hey uh we always come on the show and uh do you have any stories of me being cheap because everyone always says that i'm cheap 
I'm cheapy peepy. Do you have any stories of me being cheap around you? Yeah, I have multiple. multiple. <laughs> well, please, please share. Well, um, beyond just every time he came to Houston, we'd have to pay for everything. And even... Golly. <laughs> <laughs> But beyond that, as adults growing up, um, John and I would go have um, business meetings or whatever. We actually hired Mike um, to do some little program for us for athletic, I don't know, publishing, whatever. And so we took him and I don't know why Eric was involved, but we took you guys out to dinner. John had like this per diem. Like he had this so much money that he had to spend a day and he was like keeping a lot of the money so that we could have a big old dinner. And so we all ordered all these appetizers and Mike and everybody were just eating like crazy and crazy and crazy. And everyone orders a meal and Mike orders his meal. And then we're all eating and Mike's not touching his meal. He's just with his hands crossed, just watching this. Everyone eat. He'll have like a little sample or whatever. And then as soon as the waiter comes, he says, can you wrap this up? <laughs> I totally believe that. <laughs> what are you doing? What? I'm going to eat it tomorrow. It's for tomorrow. Unbelievable. Well, we had so many appetizers. We wanted a, a smorgasbord of appetizers. <laughs> hey, you know, Mike, he doesn't even do, you know, when you're out with somebody and they do the fake, like they're going to grab their wallet, but they know you're going to pay, but they're doing the courtesy of fake grabbing the wallet. Mike doesn't even do the fake grab. You know what I mean? He just ha- he just looks, there, look, looks at you. <laughs> And the other thing that you do that makes me crazy is every time we go to a restaurant or to a bar, you ask what the specials are, <laughs> and then you have the waiter or waitress recite seven things, and then you go, oh, no, that's okay. I'll just have a, a whiskey and Coke. But you, <laughs> and it's the same every time. I know. My Why? wife hates you waste that. I don't time? know. I waste so much. My wife hates it. I just did that to, yesterday at Chick-fil-A. I said, it, I, he goes, I wanted a number one. And he goes, do you want the deluxe? I go, no, I'm all right. Well, actually, you know what? I'll take the deluxe. Uh, what kind of cheese do you want it? Or what kind of cheese do you have? He names like three cheeses. And I was like, you know what? This is going number one. <laughs> I, do, I don't know you why did it, I do that You did time. it tonight. You were like, hey, we're still on for the podcast at 1030. Unless you want to do it at 930. Oh, let's just go ahead and do it at nine. No, probably 845. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Make up your mind. When do you want to do it? I don't know why I do that. Because, you know, I know. As long as you have an option. I know what yeah. I, yeah, I know what I like. Or maybe I just want them to tell me what everything is. Well, I mean, that's not really cheap if the, if the company was paying for it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I guess you're right. No, you, you are very smart. How about that? It's not cheap. You're the first person that ever said that's that. not smart. You remember you usually let me use your car. It's your sister's car. Yeah. Oh, she had <laughs> a like BMW yeah, convertible like B, like your, car. She had a BMW like your dad's car, the Z3, Kenny. Yeah. The little nice. hatchback. Yeah. She would take it down there, and we just cruise. Was it like the? Was, was it like Mike's spider? I remember the spider. That's, <laughs> Did you ever see Mike Spider? Oh yeah, man! Thomas moves. Yeah, I love the moves. Yeah, the little bit of spider. So you didn't live. You didn't live here when that happened. But uh, Mike would always have Corey, some random person, and him in a two-seater car. It was just the most ridiculous scene you ever see in your life. Three grown men in a two-seater. Oh, I love. I love this. Yeah. No, it was funny. Yeah, he we, he had it when he came to visit us. But yeah, we would give you gas money. Oh well, I always had that. My mother gave me a shell card, so I would just buy all of our beer and and everything gas beer groceries and i don't think i was 21 but i don't think it mattered at that no, point no i don't think you were she was like 20 and she was yeah she was going by everything they went to card us because she had that shell card i didn't know you should have told me corey should have said like mike i can't pay for you i'd have been like okay 
I never heard that. So that's why. No, you're right. I w- and I would have paid for you to come down and see me. We had some good time. Yeah, we had some good time. It was fun. But I should have paid. I'm cheap. I'm cheap. I know. I know. My wife hates it. She's like, make sure you tip. I tip. I do tip. That's one thing I do. I do tip. But I tip 18%. Is that wrong? <laughs> Is 18% wrong? <laughs> what, Mike? What did you just say? I tip 18%. When have you ever yeah. tipped? Oh, I tip when was the time. last time you tipped? When, no, just tell me that. When was the last time you tipped anything? As a Sonic person, I gave them 50 cents. <laughs> That's a lie. Well, I was talking oh, yeah, to you. You're right. you said, you, what are the odds that you think I tipped them? <laughs> I was on the phone with you and you said, no, I didn't tip them. So that's a lie. That is a lie. I know. I met. I was a Sonic another time that I did that. I tipped them 50 cents. Okay. No, I didn't. No, Why I didn't. do you think that is? Why do you think you're so cheap? Oh, because of Candelario. My dad, Candelario's history of ever. That man wouldn't even buy paper towels. I came home from college, and I'm not lying, and he had a tally on his computer of like, it was like $162.57. And he's like, this is all the money you owed me. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, remember you asked for this, this. He had it all laid out. (laughs) Asked for gas, asked for food, asked for an oil change. I'm like, Mike wrecked his car one time, and Candelario was so cheap that he didn't want to put it on his insurance. And he didn't want to take it to a shop. So with a hammer and a uh, and a screwdriver, he fixed Mike's car. Oh, yeah, he did the body work that. in his own garage. I that. He was just hammering like, keesh, keesh, He was banging him, remember? He was yeah. banging it all night. Yeah. That's what we called, started calling him Handy the Candy Man. Yeah. Handy Candy, because he just banged all. Yeah, that's my dad. My dad is cheap. I didn't know that. And Selena's Mike 2.0. Every time we go to a restaurant with Selena, she wants to split the, do you guys want to split some cheese sticks? I'm like, you know, you get like four cheese sticks, right? I get two, and you get two. I don't understand why we're splitting cheese sticks. Yeah, and she makes a crap load of money, too. She wants all of us to chip in for a present for my dad, which is cool, 50 bucks. And she's like, I need the $50 from you. I go, I get paid once a month. I'll pay you on the 20th. Well, I can't get it till you pay me. I go, I know you have money. Your whole house is paid. Your car is paid off. I'll get you the money. Okay, okay, just make it sure. Make sure you bring me the 50. I'll go, I'll give it to you. So my whole family's cheap. But you know what? I'm going to change my ways. Just for y'all. No, you're not. Just for y'all guys. I'm going to change my way. But you know what? When you do pay for a drink or whatever, it makes it that much more special. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I want it to be more special more often. It it will be. (laughs) That's funny. All right. Well, that's our show tonight. Thank y'all so much for listening. Thank you, Corey, for coming on. We appreciate it. Woo. Yes. Great story. And Alan, you were wrong. She was right. So stay faded out there, everyone. Stay faded, everybody. You acted like a bitch in the triage. Bitch triage. It's so hard to say goodbye to JJ.